It's May 15th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Happy Friday, Milwaukee. Thanks for joining us for another weekly rundown. I just want to say that this spring has been awfully cold, and I'm looking forward to some warmer days ahead to run in. As always, we drop the weekly rundown every Friday. We use this time to talk about what's happening in the Milwaukee running scene on a real-time stream, from upcoming races to relevant topics. We got you covered on the Cream City Pacers. I'm here with my main man, Apostoli. For those of you new to the show, thanks for joining us. This guy makes all the magic behind the scenes happen, from making my voice pretty to making sure I sound smart. Apostoli, welcome back. All right, that's that's too much credit. You give me too much credit. I'm just I'm just sitting on the sidelines here. Thanks, man. Good to sitting, be back. Sitting at the dock of the bay, producing the show. So I hope it sounds okay. Man, I'm feeling man. good. I just uh, I just ripped a Peloton workout before this. Ooh, felt good. Our 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 free sponsor of the of the year with they get free sponsorship. Money at the Cream City Pacers. Tell us about the Peloton thing, guy. Tell us, please, please talk to us about the non-running app that you use on your phone every there week. Is, there is a running. You can do running with it. You can run. You can do audio runs, like 90, 30 minute uh, '90s pop rock run. My buddy just did that. Texted me that. Sounds fun. Um, no, but I use the app for cardio, hit classes, strength classes, yoga, meditation. There's actually a two-week sleep meditation class I'm going to start tonight um, and hopefully meditate myself to some better sleep. But whatever, we're not getting paid for that, so you guys can go play around with that free app for a 90-day free trial. <clears throat> All right, hey, Abazdoli. Nice. Yes. I, so I, okay, shoes. I want to talk shoes for a second. I just kind of want to, I don't know if this is going to lead me to ranting or what, but I am frustrated with my shoes again. I, I have the Hoka Recons and I bought them the last pair and I I raved about them on the show. They were great. I loved them. Then I bought another pair and I'm like 75 miles in on them and I don't love them anymore. And I'm like upset with them. I look at them and I'm just not happy. I even customize them. I post photos all the time about it. The soles, it? Are, the soles are wearing out. And okay. So anyways, let me take you back to my shoe history. When I first started running, I bought Mizunos because that's what my wife ran in. So I was like, yeah, it works for her. It works for me. And then, like you, started getting into the zero running game with the ultras, and we got tested. We got, we got our form tested, and we were told that like you know you want less um, of the millimeter drop. So Hoka's are like the I mean not Hoka's but um, Mizuno's are like the highest. They're like a ten plus millimeter stack. So I'm like okay, let's try some new shoes. And mind you, I was like never injured, but yet I was younger. So then I moved to some Hoka's. I found the Clifton's. And then I also did some Saucony Convara's. And then you got me into Ultra's. And I feel like I've just kind of been like injured. And like I've never been like super in love with the shoe. Until I found these recons. And I was like, man, I think I found this new shoe. And I started preaching it. And I like stood by it. But now I feel that I'm like falling out of love with it. 
And I let me say this. I went to our other sponsor, just kidding, Pro, and I got tested. Like, right, I know my gait. I know all that stuff. I know what shoes I should be running in. I tried on every pair of shoes at Pro. And, like, I don't know. It's so tough. Like, when you run for two minutes, are you supposed to know if a, show, a shoe's good? Like, you really don't until you're, like, 75 miles into a shoe. So, like, I've already done that. And now... I don't know, like our girl Molly Seidel uh, was running in, um, I think she ran her trial, like when she was training, she said she ran like 800 miles in uh, Saucony Ghosts. So maybe how I was, that sounds cool. Like if she can do it, I can do it. Same thought, like if my wife ran in Mizuno's and it worked, maybe I can do it. I don't, maybe I go back to Mizuno's. I don't know. I got really flustered last night thinking about this before I went to bed and um, just thought I'd bring it up. You don't have to have an answer, but I think it's time for something new. I'm on to a new shoe, people. Stay tuned. Why not Ultras again? Did you I, not have good luck with, with Ultras? No. I feel, because they're the most neutral, not just the fact that they're zero drop. It's the fact that I could, I could care less about it. And that's, maybe that's the point. I, I used to love my shoes. I used to love the shoes that I used to wear. In the beginning, I would do Nikes. Funny story, by the way. Speaking of how my first shoe was a Nike, uh, and at the time, I didn't, I didn't know anything about running and where I was supposed to go buy shoes. I had, I had six-year-old shoes that were gym shoes when I first started running, and then I said I need to buy new shoes because every time I, I ran with somebody and they could hear, the the the, the plastic had grown so hard that they thought. Man, the, the, these shoes need changing. So I went to a, a <laughs> I went to a, a Foot Locker. I went to Foot Locker f- to buy running shoes. Believe it or not, I just was completely clueless. I went to Mayfair, and this kid assisted me. And he was 16 years old, and he was just he had a big confidence about what he what he was talking about. He didn't test me or anything. But he's he's like, oh, okay, I, yeah, you need to do this because I run track, so I know. So he gave. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave me the shoes foot locker it was you know i just knew that I, there was no way that this guy knew what he was talking about so i got these uh I, they were in the pegasus i forget which ones they were but nikes and after a while i realized hold on nobody's shopping at foot locker out of all these people i'm meeting through running nobody's shop- shopping at foot locker they're all going to a professional place like pro so i went to pro in brookfield and and they got me fitted and they did all these things and they took the video and with the with the app and whatnot and guess what shoes they gave me nikes the exact same model that's funny (laughs) the exact same model so that kid knew something i'll give him credit but you know i i used to love shoes i used to love the nikes i used to love them but anyway i don't think I don't think we should love him. It should be something that you don't even feel it. And with the ultras, the Escalantes, that's the way I feel. I feel like they're not there if I'm running properly. By the way, lately I've been feeling like I'm getting into the proper gait. I can see myself being an extremely slow Kipchoge. Like sometimes I can imagine <laughs> myself being like, this is how he runs. This is how he does it. Like when he's when he's super injured. Um, <laughs> i would like to By see way, could you could you beat him if like say he was injured not like a broken leg but like a pulled hamstring and like a like a pulled right hamstring and a rolled left ankle like pretty severely rolled like could who would win a 5k if you were in peak performance 
5K, ah, dude, he would win. He would kill you <laughs> because it's not it's not his body that most. Okay, here's the thing: it's not his body that makes him that good. It's not just his body. It's also his, you know, it's his stamina, which is part of his body, of course, but it's not his muscles. Is what I'm trying to say, and it's also his his mind. I don't have that kind of mind. I don't have that competitive mind that yeah. he has built no, all, throughout no, I, these years. So he he would destroy me. I would definitely try. Would it definitely would be try. interesting to see. Like if you stacked him up with a couple injuries that significantly slowed him down, could you do it? I would love. I would pay for that. That's some good content. Speaking How of good, what his five k be? How fast do you think he oh. would do a five? Has he done a five k that we would know? What is a five k for a marathoner? I mean, it all depends. Super fast. I wish I could you tell you that. Could if he if he were to decide, you know that that's it for marathons. This is too long. I can't keep running for two hours straight. Uh, I'm gonna do five k's from now on. Do you think he would be world class? He, would he would he be in the top 100 in the world or top 200? Kind of oh. kind of like Rupp. Like Rupp went from doing 10 k's to marathons, and now he is up there for American standards at least. Could you yeah. do the other way around? I don't know. Other way around, that'd be interesting because um, you know, as you get older, you technically lose those your fast was that fast twitch muscles fast twitch for that and you know you gain that stamina there's actually a really good youtube video floating around um from um whatever the like his sponsor who who put on the race where he broke is that like on on none or whatever that is I i should know this having a running podcast but i don't okay anyways and you don't know so this isn't gonna help is it I'm just a co-host here. <laughs> um, uh, okay, we'll link it in the show notes on our website. Um, but it's a cool, it goes into all their athletes um, in different parts of the world and how they train for a long run and just their mentality behind it. And it was it was like a 17-minute video, so you need a couple minutes to watch it. But it was really good seeing how these top-level athletes, like the best of the best, right, are – like attacking these long runs and training for races. <laughs> it's funny. And you know what's a crazy thing about it is they're all doing it in groups, right? Because they're all training and running together in their camps that there's like 30 or 40 of them that go out for these that are training together. And they all like kind of probably live together. It's like such a different world than here. Like it's outside like, of like build-up runs that like the Striders put on, you're doing your long run with like you and I do it because we're the same pace. You're doing it by yourself. It's such a lonely thing. So you think it wouldn't be lonely, but like the what you see through this video is they don't talk to each other, um, and when they do, it's it's like in interesting ways. Um, I don't want to like give it away because I think it's pretty cool to watch, but yeah, yeah super that. crazy. It sounds like a adult adult cross country group, but without talking, as you said. Adult cross. When I think of adult cross country group, I just think of like our parents wearing like golf attire at like a country club and like running a five k before they go golfing for the day. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought that'd be funny to share. All right, Ra-ta-ta-ta-ta. So hey, I think it's so much fun that you've been like you're back to running. You know, it was always it was always funny like the beginning of the year that you weren't running because I felt like it was a good running joke to bring to the show. But now you're back to running. And 
you had just like are a way better person. I feel the way you talk, um, whether it's on the pot or outside of it, how just it makes you feel better and how you have so much more energy and all this stuff. Even you saying like, I feel like I'm running like Kipchoge again. Like, yeah, that means you're back to running. You, you got it back under you. You got your legs back under you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Running like Kipchoge. Uh, yeah, I'm a better, I feel like a better person. I feel like I can, it's, it's bringing me in touch with my true self and I can be a little more extra though, as they say, as the kids say these days, extra, that means you're too much, right? So I feel, I feel, I feel like it's bringing too much energy and, and my employees know it. Sometimes I'll, I'll go on these group huge rants which i often do here on the podcast too uh, i'll get too excited about some topics and things that we should do at the restaurant and uh they're all looking at me like what is this guy on <laughs> i'm like i promise you kids i don't sniff anything i don't you know snort anything this is just all internal this is uh happens to be through running the only they thing you're the, the only thing you're sniffing is the powdered sugar in the back in the back yeah. in the kitchen <laughs> yeah when they pour it too fast and it goes all over the place sure Alex <laughs> that's what but, I meant <laughs> that's what I meant dude that stuff's like a cloud of smoke if it gets out of control especially when you guys are dealing with it in such like large quantities alright funny joke so yeah so yeah uh, that, so, yeah, that joke running. did not land with you you were just like you were like no nothing back anyways running t it's that part of the show where we give our weekly running update did you run this week I just like I've put you on a pedestal that you run so you better be running I do I do I did a I did a 10 uh, what, what is it uh, six and a half seven mile hike at Devil's Lake with my own sticker thank you very much I got my own sticker wait when did you go to Devil's Lake yeah, we went on Friday, last Friday. Last week we run down day. Uh, we nice. went and it was beautiful out there. And there were not a lot of people. It's fantastic. We we got lost, so we added about a mile to it, which was great. And how uh, did you get lost? You walk around a lake if you're literally not by the lake. You're we took not. a detour. No, well, it, we took a we took a different path to kind of go around something and then we realized, wait a second, we're moving away from the lake. So we looked at the map. Uh, because it's the East Trail Bluff, East Bluff Trail. That we started going that, around that one, and we just kept following the East Bluff Trail, thinking that it would lead to the West Bluff Trail, but it didn't. Yeah, it, oh. it, it actually diverged at some point. Um, what a great thing to have around. It's just beautiful, beautiful to be to be blessed with such a thing uh, just around the corner basically uh and then oh. i ran i ran on sunday sunday was the most stressful day of my life i didn't run in a traditional sense my calves were killing me at the end of the day i did i did 400s 200s fastest ones i've ever done uh basically it was a super busy day and we had curbside pickup and it was raining so i was trying to help all the uh, team members that were going outside that day uh, and we were running to the cars it was a stressful day things were not working things went down we i had to write a very very big letter of apology to our to our customers on facebook it was a very stressful day anyway uh, i ran a lot that day so i don't know if that counts but my feet were killing me 
uh, and I ran uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. We did it. We did the I run with mod, but I didn't post it. Nice. Okay. How about you? How about you? Did you do I, the? You did. You did the two. <laughs> you did the I run with a mod. Mod. I I did, but you guys go to Mimosa Breakfast Facebook page and look at the video of how backed up you guys were and not like backed up but just how many people were like trying to do mother's day pickup there's a video you guys were down the road like if you've been there before you're going to be like blown away by the situation you guys had and i was getting some text messages from some people that you literally were doing sprints down the road to give people their food and take their like take their orders but check on them so got your track workout in for the week Oh, by the way, this guy, right in the middle of all this craziness, I mean, I'm talking the extreme stress because people were swearing at me, telling me, what, you know, we don't know what the F we're doing. And uh, and at that point, no, we did not because it's a completely new model for us. And we had 300% more business than the previous Sunday, which was the busiest Sunday since this whole coronavirus started thing, thing started. But in the midst of all this craziness, there was this one guy that said, hey, I listened to your podcast with Richard Dodd. And I was like, what? <laughs> I said, that's great, man. Um, I wish I had more time to talk about this right now, but I have to sprint to the next car and get yelled at. So uh, I don't remember who it was, but he's like, I'm friends with Richard. So Richard, if you're listening, you know who that was. Uh, send a huge shout out. I hope they had a good experience and mimosa that day. And tell them thank you for listening to the podcast. That's that's great. Shout out to Richard Dodd's friend. That's that's when you told me that I laughed. That's hilarious. That's uh that's totally awesome. Uh, let's see here. So running, I okay. I'm gonna like bring this. I'm gonna have a little backstory here. So a local Milwaukee runner. Um, named Paul Maurer, hope I said your name right, Paul, as we all know, I'm terrible mm-hmm. with names, wrote a book, The Unforgiving Line. He just released it in March. He sent us a copy and I just finished reading it. And it's a really, really good book. And hopefully we can have Paul on the podcast and talk about it because it's, it's set in Northern Wisconsin, um, like in the Watoma area. And it's about a kid who moved from who moved from Chicago. His parents were split up with his dad in Watoma, and how he um, he was like a sophomore in high school, and how his his running journey. I don't want to get too much away. So it's a fiction book. Yeah, and it's really good. And kudos, Paul. Like good job. Uh, but anyways, the kid is a mile. He's a miler. So you know, I, a lot of the book is like him running, and like it like talks about it, like how. You know, your lungs are burning and you're at top speed and you're trying to break a mile record and, you know, all these things. I'm like, man, I haven't run a track workout or done anything intense in a long time. Like, though I was training for the Milwaukee Marathon this, like, earlier this year, I wasn't doing a lot of that at all. So that book combined with um, the 55050 virtual run series starts like registration is still open, but I think it's like May 16th to June 19th. They're encouraged you to like run your, your 5k. So I was signing up for that yesterday, which was Wednesday. If you're listening to this, 
Um, mm-hmm. I went out in the evening after the girls went to bed because I didn't do anything. And I was like, I didn't really have any plans. I was like, let's just get out and go. And after the first mile, I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to like run this 5K sometime in the next month, I should like see what I can do. Like what's in the tank from not really training a ton. So I freaking gassed it for the last two miles of that, of that 5K. And dude, it hurt, but it did feel so good to like just have the lungs burning and the legs just turning at full speed and numbness and not really feeling it. Um, not really feeling them, but they're, they're going. I'm just looking down. I'm like, still got it, even though I haven't been doing this. And it felt good and it hurt. And my Strava, I used my phone because I didn't have my watch on me, was off. But I'm pretty sure they were both like sub seven 30 minute miles, which is pretty Ooh. good for, for me for and my body. Yep. So that was fun. So I got that in and now I kind of want to push it a little bit. I got like the itch, start doing some faster workouts. Thing. Yeah, you get that itch, man. Because let me tell you, for how quick itch. you get that itch, I hate doing those workouts. A lot of you probably love it just because they hurt. And it's like, well, it's way easier just to go out and run slow and get it and like, right, do that consistently. Um, it's really easy for me to fall out of doing track and, and like tempo runs. But mm-hmm. once I'm back in, it's like it's like a drug, right? You're like hooked on it. So, yeah, yeah there was a why did I forget that it's so good? I know. Yep. Yeah. And uh, back to your, yeah, running the Welcome I back. run with Ahmad hashtag. I did mine last Friday um, when I think was like the day everyone was doing it. We didn't talk about it last week, but at all. You know, no, that no, we, we completely, I mean, we recorded on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. well, no, we, we, we like talked about it before, but we didn't, we didn't talk about it on the show. But, you know, it was running 2.23 miles is not far. And, you know, most of us when we go out don't even run that distance because like that's just our warm up before I run. So like running it was actually like harder to do than like running other distances. I felt, but man, so many thoughts racing through my head, just trying to focus on that situation, you know, running with a heavy heart, just like thinking about like just out for a run and that happened to him. And it's just, it's, it's just unfortunate. It's terrible. It like, it, it saddens me. I know it saddens you. And I, but, but seeing the Milwaukee running community come together around it, um, you know, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty inspirational. It not even being, you know, in our city or our state, um, you know, this was, this hit on a national level. So it brought runners together of all shapes, sizes, speeds over this last week, um, being able to unite everyone under this, um, terrible situation, I think, um, you know, it was really powerful what the, what running can do. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad I can be a part of this community and, and though like running that 2.23 miles wasn't, isn't changing, isn't changing the situation. I think it was um, just the power and the movement of running, what running can be and bringing us together. It, um, it was, it was, it was, um, you know, empowering to be a part of. Yeah. It doesn't change anything, but you are, you are bringing awareness to it. I, I know that if I had posted it, I have some uncle or aunt or some person out there that did not hear about this. I mean, we think, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know what that is because we have 150, 200 friend runners on Facebook. But, you know, if you're the only runner friend that, you know, uh, somebody has, you're that person that is raising awareness for this uh, terrible occurrence. And let me tell you, I, I always like to think that, you know, you never really know the, the, the whole side of the story. Uh, 
you know, you hear that somebody got shot at a gas station and you're like, oh, for no reason. And you're like, is it real? Is, it, is that really true? Maybe did that person say something uh, to that other you know, person that shot them? Maybe there was a confrontation. We'll never know. It's hard to know. But somebody being on a run and getting shot, it's just trying to think how the hell would that happen? Because when, when you're running, you're in the zone, you're in your own zone. You're not feeling confrontational. If anything, you're feeling like self-defeated. You're, it's, and, and most runners are good people. It's, it's just hard to imagine how in the world did that escalate. I haven't looked into it very much as to what these guys have said, said about how it occurred. But it's just extremely, as you said, you're out for a run and there, you know, your life ends before, before your goal. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, definitely terrible. Um, on a different note here, the state is reopened, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, happy, sad faces, depending on who you are. <laughs> but um, as of this week, uh, the Supreme Court overturned Evers' stay-at-home order, and the state's back open. And I want to start with you because this is really interesting. You own Mimosa. You have two locations. One restaurant's in Milwaukee County and can't allow people in it. You got the other restaurant, on the other hand, in Waukesha County and technically can let people in it. What a wild, wild west we live in. It feels like everyone just keeps pushing it down, pushing it down, right? Like Trump's like, put it on the governors. Governors are like, and you know. In our case, the Supreme Court overruled it, but it's even if it was the governors are like, open it up, let the let the counties figure it out. Counties are like, let the businesses figure it out. The businesses are like, what are we like? You know, it's like the weight of the world falls on your shoulders. That's like my view of it or any business's shoulders. Right. Like, what's the right approach? Approach. What's the wrong approach? Do we open up? Do we not? What are the rules? There's so many people confused and we're not here to like tell you what what the rules are and what they're not. It's just kind of crazy that this is the situation we're in and this is what we're dealing with. And you as a business owner are on the front lines of trying to deal with this. Uh, I can tell you that I know for a fact that many business owners are not following the rules uh, when it comes to their food code. They see the health inspector walk in the door and they're like, oh shit, sound the alarm. Oh, excuse, I, I just swore. Christina's going to yell at me and Maria is going to yell at me. But uh, they sound the alarm in the kitchen and say, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. You should should put bleeps over our swear words. I think that would be funny. (laughs) It's too much work. Sorry, Sorry, Christina. This is easier. Uh, So we're, you know, I know that there are people out there that don't believe in following the rules and just look at their own convenience. I know there are people that believe that this is a hoax. I'm sure there are a lot of business owners that are that they're in that category. Uh, it's should these people be trusted with how they should operate this? I had a friend tell me today uh, that he went to he he lives in Maquanago and a place opened up that serves breakfast, not going to say the name, but he went to the place. 
there were no masks being worn by the employees, which is okay. You can argue with that. Okay, maybe they're keeping a distance. No gloves. They had salt shakers and ketchups, ketchup bottles at the tables. Uh, you know, that in between users, they were being shared. And, and we know how this thing survives on, on hard surfaces. No restrictions as to where people can sit, where they can stand, if there's dividers between booths. As you said, the wild, wild west. The worst yeah. thing about this, Alex, and I know this is a running podcast and I don't want to you know, go into too much. The worst thing about what's happening right now is that it's a health matter that is being politicized big time. And me as a, as a business owner, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. One of our one of my places is in Milwaukee County. It's in Franklin, which is a more it has like percentage wise is more liberal than the other one is in Brookfield, which is more conservative. And believe it or not, you know, the people in Brookfield might be more willing for me to open than they are in Franklin. And I'm just not going to be pressured like that because I've never taken a stand politically. Uh, and it sucks that this is going to be interpreted politically. If I open too soon, I was seen on MilwaukeeFoodie.com, Milwaukee Foodie on Facebook, the group, people were saying open now equals boycott forever. Just a lot of people are of that opinion that if you open now, that means you're, you know, you're, uh, you're on the right, you're on the other side. And that's the worst thing about this, that people are being divided in this country more and more as time goes by instead of us being unified uh that's what hurts me the most i'm i'm gonna open my business whatever whenever the hell i'm ready i'm not ready to open my business i'm we got protocols that we're in we're starting new things new processes new training i'm not going to be pressured into into opening up because of because of customers wanting it but just the, the division of it it's like, come on guys we need to be in this together and play it on the safe side the, the people that are saying that this is a hoax it's just how are you so damn sure and the people that are taking it too seriously is like they're not hurting anybody by taking it too seriously basically unless they're officials and somebody says well you're closing pe- businesses down but can we just get along a little bit yeah, i'm getting off my soap soapbox i'm sorry this is this is i'm getting off of it We've been closed for two months. We can wait a few more days and see what to do. But I'm not going to open. I'm not going to open yeah. up just like that. No. Well, it's it's interesting. And, and and you're right. It's very like, you're doing the wrong thing. You're doing the right thing. We'll never support you. And it's like crazy that no matter how you act, the reaction's going to be that much more crazy, right? So it's, it's kind of bonkers. And man, I don't envy you or any anyone right now who owns a business. But um you know, on an, on a side note, for like you guys aren't opening. Well, you're still doing curbside pickup and delivery. Pro, um, it's kind of crazy cool to see how like they uh, seem like they've been ready for this because they are now open starting this weekend. So well, they were open. He told me before the whole order was taken down that they were planning to open and they can only have five people total in there. Yeah, five, five so, customers. But now they're open yeah. completely. 
No, it's it's those it's what you're saying. You're a step ahead of me. Like very like they're open under very strict rules. Like only five people allowed in the store. You have to be six feet apart. No cash. Card only. You have to wear a mask. Hand sanitizer before you walk in or you walk out. So right, these are very very strict rules. And you know, I think most people will probably still do curbside pickup. But like th- this, like reading this was just like a trigger of like what the new norm is going to be like when we go out in public to go to places like this. And um, you're going to see who's adap- who adapts to it and who doesn't and what the repercussions for businesses. I don't know. It's going to be bonkers to see, but that lies ahead. And what's interesting about all this is what does this mean for races, right? As runners, what does this mean? I don't think this... I don't think races are in the foreseeable future still because they're mass gatherings. Um, unless someone decides to figure out how we're going to roll these out and keep social distancing, but I don't think that's at like the front of our government's mind for reopening up our, you know, cities and our states. Uh, but it was uh, Barb Drees on the Badgerland Striders asked a question. Looking for some quick feedback for our race directors. Would you like to see your races that are being affected by the pandemic's new rules add or change to virtual races? Basically saying races they haven't canceled yet. Would you like them? How would you like us to handle it? And it was add a virtual option, but only if the in-person race has been canceled. That was the most popular response. Uh, No, if you can't do the in-person race, then completely cancel the race. So there, that's the second biggest response. So people are like, if there is no race, just cancel it. Other right. people are like, add a virtual option in an event the race can't happen. And then the third one was, yes, add a virtual race option with an in-person, with the in-person race. So, right. Because what was interesting out of this last one, yes, add a virtual op- option, even though you're going to have the race. So people were commenting, like, I like to do the virtual race if I if I can't end up going to the race, or I just like doing the virtual race. There's like an interesting community of people yeah, who are, but like this question is just like, we, we wouldn't, it's just such an odd question because we're not, we would never see this. And it's like, you know, just people are trying to figure out what to do here with races and how to handle this and asking the people what they want. And it's pretty split on what people's opinion, opinions are, which just goes to reinforce what you were saying. Everyone has completely different opinions on this and there is no right or wrong way to answer this and approach it. Um, so it's pretty bonkers, pretty bonkers. But you got your state parks pass, man, which means you can go back to the state parks. How it all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I had for today. Anything else you wanted to chat about? I think while we, we have everyone on the weekly to... rundown. No. Oh, keep on running. Well, guys, are you singing? Are you singing our theme song? Yeah, I'm fading out our theme song before you actually play it. We love you guys. Did you like last week's drum roll? Drum. Yeah. Let's. Whenever we get a new, whenever we get a new theme song, I'm all in for it. We get it every week. Every week it changes. Dude, people love it. People been loving that. Loving that. You know, we've been getting a lot of feedback, a lot of questions on things. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank right. you for listening. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. Keep on running. Enjoy these warmer days ahead. And we're all in this together, remember. And until next Friday, keep on running. <laughs>